Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friend L, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve Larson. we got a couple new patrons. We do. And at $1 a month, you get yourself a shout-out right here on the show. So we'll give a couple shout-outs right now to some new patrons. Uh, let's see here. We had, uh, let's see here, uh, the straight-edge savior of misbehavior. Pac-Man, LeVar Ball's next cousin, Bradley Dover, Brian Van Duser, Steve Duffy, James Shursett, El Ejo de Larson, a.k.a. Lardon Jr. TNA for Life is back, and Gigi Franco, thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For thank your you, patrons. You, it goes a long you, way towards helping going you, in around. Thank you so much. We got a bunch of great rewards over there on the we Patreon. Uh, be sure to check them out. Yes. Uh, so... Fast Lane 2019 is in our rearview mirror. Is in the book. That's good. I, did, I I can't call it Fast Lame this year. No, it wasn't terrible. It just felt largely and basically completely unimportant. It was a very very middle of the road pay per view. Like on a match by match basis, you you can't complain about necessarily the matches. They're all relatively well wrestled. All the matches are actually like were there any? So the Mandy Rose Oscar match is kind of a turd. Uh, there's a lot of good matches here. It just most of the outcomes felt obvious. Not a whole lot of surprises in store. Even the heel turn that happened during the course of the evening, we called a couple weeks back as most likely happening. Um, yeah, there just isn't a, wasn't a whole lot of surprises. I feel like there's a whole lot of consequence. Even the one major stipulation for the Becky Charlotte match, uh, we called that. This is all stuff that could have and should have happened on Raw and SmackDown uh-huh. as opposed to an actual pay-per-view yes. being the, the venue for that. Uh-huh. So, Which actually would have made for some decent Raw and SmackDown television. That's kind of where you want like the story beats to happen. Mm-hmm. 
like these kind of story beats. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-views are for like outcomes. Mm-hmm. And then like the, 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 the rhythm of the show felt really choppy. For Elimination Chamber, it felt like a really well put mm-hmm. together, yeah, seamless, entertaining, three hour ish pay per view. Yeah, there was no fat to it, no filler. Yeah, it just went from match to match to match, and the rhythm felt right. This felt really choppy. There's, I don't know, I felt like there was a lot of like there's promos and stuff, and all the stuff with the lies. It felt like too much. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd classify this as definitely a middle of the road pay per view. So falling somewhere yes. in between yay or nay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it didn't It didn't leave me with yay, so. You yeah. Know, yeah. It is what it is. I, mean, I guess uh, they progressed the story beats they needed to to get the matches they wanted Mania. Yeah, there's, just, there, there's zero reason. There's zero reason for one pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania, let alone two. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they have the second one. I don't know. I mean. Like you said, Chamber was a, was a good pay per view. Yeah, it was a good show. You can always use a Chamber for like number one contender for the match that isn't wasn't that the isn't Rumble winner. The Rumble yeah, winner, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like, this year we had the women's tag titles determined. Yeah, Chamber actually meant something. Yeah, Chamber meant something. Yeah, it did. This kind of doesn't. No. Um, but I mean, we do have some more solid ideas as to what to uh, look at for WrestleMania, even if they're not. <coughs> Even if they're not fully formed ideas, we kind of get a lay of the land. So let's just go through it. Yeah. Uh, kickoff show. Uh, well, there, before we begin, there was a, a change on the kickoff show. There was supposed yeah. to be Andrade versus Rey Mysterio going down the kickoff show. That got changed um, to a fiddle four-way for the U.S. title. Rey and Almas, along with champion Samojo and R-Truth. And that was going to take place on the main card as opposed to the kickoff show. So there's only one kickoff show match. Nakamura and Rusev versus The New Day. Yeah. Um, before this match, uh, one of the PAs or the, the stagehand, whatever, uh, went up to the New Day and told Kofi, hey, uh, McMahon family wants to talk to you about tonight's WWE title match. So, of course, Big E and Xavier Woods like, go. Get in that match. Mm-hmm. Do it. We'll yeah. take care of our business. Yeah. That happened right before their match. Yeah, so we had uh, Nakamura and Rusev versus New Day. Um, and, uh, I mean, it was it was a fun enough match. But, again, like you said, with the understanding that here's the thing, like Rusev and Nakamura, they kind of need, they kind of need a win at some point yes, to justify remaining together as yes. a team. And like why they were both going for that U S title. Our truth got it. And then they were unified for their mutual desire to be U S champion. That was the whole reason for their partnership in the first place. Yeah. And then now they're completely sidetracked from any pursuit to the U.S. title. Yeah, and yet they're still together doesn't as a sense. team. That doesn't, doesn't really make a whole lot of doesn't sense. Make a lot of sense storyline-wise. But they were going after the New Day, so whatever. But, I mean, the match was what it was. It was fine. It was a fun match. Yeah, it was fine. There was this, uh, towards the end, uh, New Day go for up, up, down, down. Uh, Rusev distracts the ref, and Lana, who still has the walking boot on, uh, pulls Xavier Woods off the top rope and kind of wish she had used that walking boot as some sort of weapon. Yeah, because, I mean, the the gag was she was completely mobile with the walking boot on. Yeah, she's had that since Rumble. Yeah. Which is way too long for a sprained ankle. But she needs to, like, use it as a weapon. Yeah. At no point she was ever in a cast either, was she? It's always been walking boot. If that was a broken ankle, that'd probably require a cast. Yeah. So it's a sprained ankle. You don't have, you don't need anything like that for a tw- sprained ankle. Yeah. For two months. Sometimes they just don't they don't pay attention to real logic in WWE. And when I say yeah. sometimes, I mean most, most of the time. Of the time. Uh, Rusev hits a Moscow kick um, on Big E. Uh, Xavier Woods comes in, breaks up the pin. Um, uh, Xavier Woods goes for a tope. 
uh, Rusev and Nakamura catch him, hit him with like a powerbomb ringside, put him back in the ring. Rusev puts him in the accolade. And there's this pretty funny spot where Nakamura is talking trash. Xavier Woods grabs the rope, was pulling it away from while Xavier was trying to get to the ropes. That's pretty good. Anyways, yeah. Big E grabs him and tosses him to the timekeeper's area. And in the end, New Day pick up the win with up, 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 down, down. Uh, they get the W. Yeah. I mean, I was, again, I was kind of surprised. Like, we both sort of figured once this match was made, it's like, okay, well, it makes sense for Rusev and Nakamura to pick up the win here. New Day, they don't have Kofi with them. Uh, that would maybe affect their chemistry a little bit. Well, the bit. whole idea that, you know, his fate as far as being put in the match. They could be distracted. Distracted by that, you know. Yeah, and then it's like Rusev and Nakamura, they're not chumps. No. Um. So, and, and they, like I said, they, they really need this win. Yeah. They, they, they need a win. They need yeah. something. They need something. Like, imagine if during the match on the Titantron, we cut to Mr. McMahon's office where he's talking to Kofi, and New Day get distracted by that. Yeah. And Nakamura and Rusev pick up a win that way. Yeah. And then even the McMahon stuff was really weird. Vince should not be on camera. He's super awkward. Yeah. Like, he didn't know what to do with his hand. He had his phone in one hand. He didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. That just took me out of the whole thing. (laughs) It was obvious that he had no idea what to do with his hand. The show started with uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz. Co-besties. Versus The Usos. Of course, they're in Cleveland, Miz's hometown. He got a big, big ovation. His dad was there. Sitting ringside. Sitting ringside. George. They uh, Miz especially had all sorts of Cleveland Browns inspired gear, draped in Cleveland attire. Yeah, orange and brown. You know, Drew Carey shirt on. No, didn't have that. Drew no. Carey, big, no, no Cleveland rocks. No from Cleveland Miz. rocks. Bummer. Are no. you a Drew Carey show fan? Mm-mm. Me neither. I don't think I've ever really watched a full episode. <laughs> I don't even like him on The Price Is Right either. Uh, really? No. Oh, I kind of like him on Price Is Right. No, because he's like skinny and weird looking now. No, I'm a, I mean, it's, it's like I couldn't really. I mean, I like Steve Harvey. And who was the guy that replaced Richard Dawson? What was his name? Ray Parks? Ray Combs. Ray Combs. Ray Parks yeah. was the guy that was Darth Maul. True. Yeah. Yes. Ray yeah, Combs. Yeah. Um, I like both of them. Ray, Ray Liotta is the Chantix guy. Yes, I know. Also, Henry Hill and, Good, and Goodfellas. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. But Richard Dawson, he was the, the face of Family Feud. And I kind of feel like. Uh, uh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker is so synonymous. Yeah. With The Price is Right, it's just weird not having on there. It's like, you know, Alex Trebek, you know, he just said that he's got, what, uh, pancreatic cancer? Oh, yeah, stage four. It's, it's terrible. terrible. And, you know. Cancel Jeopardy. When he's, go- when he's gone, just kidding. That's what I'm talking about. I don't about. want anybody to replace him. Yeah. Nobody. He is synonymous with that show. Unless it's like Daniel Day-Lewis or something. Yeah, that'd that's be not going to happen. Wouldn't that be killer? He's going to take his break from carpentry to co-host a game show. That'd be amazing. You did not phrase the your answer in the form of a question. I just have him doing Daniel Plainview. Daniel Plainview the whole time. <laughs> Anyways, kind of the story of this match was Miz was was going all out to impress his dad and to win the match. So he's doing all sorts of stuff he'd never done before, namely doing all sorts of moves up top rope. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and and uh, predictably, it ended up costing his team the match. Um, started out pretty early on where uh, Miz goes to top rope, hits the top rope, crossed by the Usos on the outside. Um, later on, he goes for a second rope, cross body. Instead, he eats stereo super kicks from Usos. Um, he hits the skull crushing finale on Jimmy. And this is all after like Shane started the match and got worked over pretty good by the Usos. Mm-hmm. Uh, misses a skull crushing finale on Jimmy, but ref, uh, Shane is laid up, so the ref is over checking on him. So he's late to make the count. Uh, Jimmy kicks out. Um, there's this great spot where, where this uh, was awesome. Where uh, Jimmy's in the corner, so Shane goes to his corner to go to co- for coast to coast. Jay gets on his corner, the opposite corner where Jimmy is. It was like, don't do it because Miz is prone in the ring, 
uh, uh, Jay wants to go do the splash on Miz to finish the match. Shane wants to hit coast to coast. I liked it. It was a bit of a stand, like a Mexican standoff. Well, Mexican, it was like between three people. They all got guns at your heads. But like, it was a standoff where Shane was like, if you do that, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And Jay and Jimmy or whoever it is, I'm going to, if you do that, I'm going to do this. And so like, Shane hit coast to coast midair on, uh, wait, I'm sorry, who was Jimmy? No, no Jay. 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 Going for so he uh, drop kicks about yeah. out of the air pretty much yeah off the top rope <laughs> it was a sick move it was pretty cool it was very very well done um, after that uh, Miz eventually goes for a frog splash which wasn't that bad looking actually um, Jay gets his knees up rolls up Miz for the win um, of course Miz heartbroken disappointing yeah. Papa Miz yeah ringside crowd, Shane yeah crowd was not happy about that Shane seemed like you know uh, it's all right it's cool it happens they go over to to Papa Miz. Give him a hug, celebrate a little bit. They all raise arms because even in defeat, Miz put forth a great showing. Yeah, um, they start to walk away from Papa Miz, and Shane just destroys Miz from behind the vicious Big clothesline lariat. And then he starts kicking his literal face. Yeah, he starts stomping his face. This it's is awesome. the stiffest strikes from Shane. It like, was pretty brutal. since the nineties. Yeah, it was pretty brutal looking. He was really going after him, and then he goes over to Papa Miz, starts yelling at Papa Miz like, "Hey, you know, this is your son." Mm-hmm. Grabs Papa Miz by the face, pushes him back, yeah, and then goes back to the Miz and starts beating him down some more. Yeah, bunch so, of heel heat on Shane. So Shane leaves. Finally, security lets Papa Miz go tend to Baby Miz. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. There's your Mania match. That's mm-hmm. kind of obvious, right? Yeah, we there. saw that coming a mile away. We saw that happening. Um, yeah, Shane's gonna go in that a heel. Miz, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with Shane as a heel as long as he's not in exercising authority role exactly doing stuff affecting other storylines i'm totally fine with it totally that, oh sorry go ahead that's a match that i don't see i'm i know that they like shane at wrestlemania god he's been back for like what three years now he did so aj and then before that he did undertaker <coughs> no no what? no sorry it was it was last year he teamed up with daniel bryan against owens and zane right then it was aj and then it was undertaker so this would be his fourth since he's been back Jeez, yeah yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's hard to believe it's been four years. It's crazy. 2015. Wait, Shane? Yeah. Shane had a taker match? In Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania? That was the whole reason he came back. Oh, 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 oh I blocked that from my memory. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> Golly. Man. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anyways, next. Gee whiz. Drew Baird and Bob Lashley did like a Shield-inspired promo where they picked the camera off the ground and spoke to it. Boy, I can't believe they did that. I had totally forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. yeah, let's move past that now. Yeah, so there's a Shield-inspired promo from Drew, Baron, and Lashley mm-hmm. uh, saying that they're the new dominant force. They are where the power lies. Um, they're the new Shield, essentially. Is that when Vince called Undertaker a biatch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when oh, Undertaker man. said, legacy. They had Shane let him. These. Oh, Held his dukes, his hands. These, yeah. Uh, back of the ring, Elias. Uh, there's these three times where he just shows up in the ring to sing songs about what had just happened. This first one, he was just talking trash about the Miz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of lame to be honest. Yeah, again, it feels like stuff that should have been a Raw or SmackDown. I guess in this case, Raw. Uh, next, match for the SmackDown Women's title, Mandy Rose versus Asuka. Uh, Mandy Rose is one of the best looking jumping knees in the business. Yeah, she has a great looking V trigger. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonya Deville tried to distract Asuka on numerous occasions throughout. Um, and towards the end of the match, she lifts up the, the apron skirt. Very sloppy. Yeah. Pulls out a kendo stick. Uh, Asuka reverses an Irish whip attempt by uh, Mandy and then sends Mandy towards a rope. Mandy steps on the, this is what it's supposed to be. The, the skirt of the apron. And slips. Slips. Eats a kick. Asuka picks up the win and retains. Yeah. And then, of course, they tease a little bit of yeah. the, the issues between Sony and It was kind of a Rose. clunky way, though, to get the finish they wanted. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's, I been, thought, so I it's thought. been a couple hours since that happened. They should have that all. It's like, hey, look. Simple mistake. Now I know not to do that. Here, let's go get a donut together. We'll work it out. It'll probably be like a mania match or something. I know. <laughs> like, I thought that was going to be a situation where Sonya was going to, you know, like hit her with the kendo stick, try to hit Asuka since the ref's back was turned to the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. And accidentally hit Mandy. But no, and Mandy just slipped on the. And everybody was just confused. Like, really? The That's the, the finish? Yeah. Asuka needed that, needed a slip of the apron to beat Mandy Rose. That's kind of lame. Yeah, it is kind of lame. It is kind of lame. Next, uh, we have Kofi waiting outside of the McMahon family's office. Uh, New Day walk up to him, and uh, Kofi's. I've been waiting here ever since uh, that PA told me to come back, and they're like, "It's been an hour plus." This was so awkward because Vince was like, "I've been waiting for you to come in. Like, Where have you been? I've been waiting for you. It's been an hour." And, and then, then Kofi's like, "No, I've been waiting to come yeah, in." Yeah, the New an Day hour. are like, "He's been waiting here for an hour. He's waiting for you." And <clears throat> it's stuff like that that I don't know. Is Vince like? Is Vince just sort of goofing his way through these things? I think so. It kind of feels like that, huh? Yeah. I don't need a script. But he's got no comedic timing anymore. <laughs> I, exactly. And there's no reason for any comedy here. No. And it just throws off the other people. This isn't the first time he did this either. I he's feel like every time he's on camera, he does it. <laughs> right, exactly. He's it's, so awkward now. Yeah, it's weird. Because so, they come in, he's on his phone, sitting down. So he stands up. And so he's got one hand kind of like this. The other hand with his phone, he's doing... Mm-hmm. 
like he's trying to slyly put his phone in his pocket or something. Yeah. He, he's got like maybe those fake pockets on his suit on the outside yeah. or something like that. So he can't do that. So he doesn't yeah. know what to do with his phone. His phone's just hanging out. He doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and that's why I can't stop watching him just fiddle with his damn phone the whole time. Yeah. While he's trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. And he's being awkward as all heck saying, well, I've been waiting for you for an hour. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Vince. I'm like, stay on script, man. We don't need him on TV anymore, man. No, put your phone in your pocket, your pants, damn it. Just throw it away. Just toss, I know, it, toss, toss it on the couch. On the couch yeah. Throw it to a PA. Anyways, uh, Xavier Woods and Big E implore Vince, put Kofi in the match yeah, tonight. Yeah, they said you've, you've had a, a legend, a box office legend standing here for ten for 11, 11 years, years right in front of you. It's time to use him. Yep. And uh, he said, you're in the match. It's up next. Get out there. It's a triple threat now. You're, you're New day, match. you're banned from ringside. You guys are banned from ringside. So Kofi goes down to the ring. Everybody's hype. Everybody's super excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone from the Timekeeper area goes over to the ring announcer and starts talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he's all confused. Like, what? All right, fine. I'll announce it. And he says, uh, well, the WWE title match, that's happening later. Instead, Kofi's going to be in a handicap match against the bar. Yeah. So enter the bar. Yeah. So it was all swerve. And, of course, they beat the crap out of him. He is able to get a little bit in here and there, but yeah. basically just, they just... And there's this part where Sheamus hits him with a broke kick. Cesaro goes for the pin. Nope. Pulls him up. Uh, Sheamus sets up for another broke kick. New Day run down, trying to make the save, but then they're intercepted by Nakamura and Rusev. Mm-hmm. They're laid out. And then uh, the bar pin Kofi after their finish type move. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, you got to appreciate this, though, because, I mean, I get McMahon. He was – look, number one, I've said this before. I said this during the live stream today. <laughs> when you have McMahon in your storyline and you're the face, it's probably a good thing. So he's going to get – he's probably going to get – well, he's get, definitely going to get that match at Mania. He's oh, yeah. going to get the title at Mania, too. So that's awesome. He's at least going to get the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, obviously, I think it was probably done for a couple – number one, obviously, to get, you know, the crowd more behind Kofi, give him the underdog thing. Uh, also, I wonder if it was if it was sort of uh, done as a way to gauge, you know, what's what's that crowd reaction going to be like during the match? It said during the actual title match, and sure enough, the crowd came alive with a oh, Kofi chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the competitors in that match was actually so good that by the end, the, the crowd just sort of cared more about the match. Than yeah, anything. yeah. I felt like there's at least one Owens chant during the main event, or sorry, the main event to be title match. Mm-hmm. And another one I thought I heard, but it, I, it might have either was drowned out by Kofi chance or just. I was confused, and it was yeah. Kofi Chance. I don't remember yeah. exactly, but there, I felt like there was at least one Owens chant during the W title match. Yeah, Kevin Owens is in a weird spot right now. He really is. Well, both he and Mustafa Ali are. Yeah. I, Owens is in a bit weirder of a spot, though, because, like, Mustafa Ali, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess whatever storyline they had planned for Kofi, they might have been, you know, obviously probably was going to go for Mustafa Ali. Yeah. I'm not sure to what extent, though, if he was going to end up – because I'm pretty, I doubt they would have done a Mustafa Ali title match at Mania. No, I think the idea was Ali up to fast lane and then Owens for Mania. Yeah, I think that was yeah. probably going to be the case. Um, but Kevin Owens, because of the Kofi Kingston thing, that all the face heat around the WWE title is with Kofi Kingston. And because we didn't get a Kevin Owens on camera going from heel to face directly, he's just in a weird spot. And even character wise, he I, I he feels kind of awkward uh-huh. because he's got to deal with this Kofi thing. He's obviously trying not to end creative maybe behind him. I don't know. 
they're trying not to steal Kofi's thunder? No, the whole time Kevin Owens saying, like, yeah, Kofi totally de- deserved the spot. Yeah. But what am I to do when presented with an opportunity? I can't say no to it. He's he's just very apprehensive. He's very diplomatic. Yeah. But, of course, in the ring, he's like a total face badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. He wants to win, totally, yeah. Stunner, so. Yeah, it's great. Um, after Kofi's loss to Thebar, we get a Sasha and Bailey interview. Yeah, it was a very babyface interview, and mm-hmm. it's, they're they're kind of overbearing when it comes to their their faceness. Yeah. Uh, next, another Elias song. Uh, this one talking trash about Kofi. Um, the thing about these Elias things, I know they 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 did two of them to build up to the eventual one where he gets interrupted. Still, uh, it was weird. He'd do his little song, and then it just fade to black, and they'd go to an ad. Yeah, it's awkward. It made this made the the pacing of the show really off. Yeah. After that, we had an interview or an attempted interview where Kayla went backstage, wanted to ask Shane a question about what he was doing. So, do you think he had just showered, or was yeah, the he shower just didn't stick, or was he just really sweaty and he From hasn't showered yet? I think he hadn't showered yet. Interesting. Okay. I don't think he, I don't think he took a shower and, I th- or, and it didn't stick. I think he yeah. just had showered at that moment. <laughs> That's the worst, I swear. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that. That's so much. the absolute worst, especially if you have to be somewhere. Because that's usually when you do it. You take <coughs> a shower, like, you rush, and you dry off. But then you're such a hustle to get ready and out the door that you kind of develop a brand new sweat. And then, like, you can't find your keys, and that makes you sweat even more. Yeah, I know, man. This is all. This is all anxiety. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, after that, we had a triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Titles: Ricochet and Aleister Black versus uh, Chad Gable and Bob Roode versus the Revival. It was a great sequence. Um, that eventually led to uh, Ricochet hitting a shooting star press and only getting a two count. Yeah. There's some cool stuff there. Um, Ricochet Frankensteiner's Dawson onto everyone else to the outside of the ring, and later on Ricochet jumped over the ring post. This was a really fun match. It was fun. Yeah. That yeah that jumping over the ring post bit was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and then Dawson eventually, though, pinned Gable after Shatter Machine. As soon as the bell rings, end of match, uh, Rude lays out the revival, hits glorious DDT on Dawson. And then Bob Root eats a black mass from Alistair. And then Ricochet hits a 630 on Dash Wilder. Something tells me we're going to get this thing continuing on. Yeah. At least between Ricochet, or with Ricochet and Alistair Black and the Revival. Maybe a Mania match. So we we called every single one of these that we could possibly call. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a problem. When there's no surprises, that's a problem. Zero surprises. Because we called this too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We knew... I mean, like, and 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 I even said during the stream, okay, now we're presented with this fatal four-way because the only toss-up in my mind was Ray Andrade. I yeah. think I only gave that one confidence. Same here. Yeah, yeah, we differed on our pick. Yeah, because it's like, okay, well, that's a sh- that's just a toss-up. Yeah. Um, but presented with this, we both would have said Smojo retains. Like that's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the matches both is you know the the revival one and and then this fatal four-way here. Killer matches. Yeah. Just killer matches. Well, also, when Mustafa Ali was eventually added to the WWE title oh, match. Oh, killer match. Just killer match, but I was like, okay, I know who's eating the pin now. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, next we had a fatal four-way for the U.S. title. R-Truth versus Andrade versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Uh, pretty early on, Joe lays out everyone's a suicide dive back in the ring. He starts doling out chops to everybody. Chop, 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 chop. Uh, Rey hits a double Rana on Almas and Truth. We see another one of those great spots where Rey hits the... The all the the run off the top rope onto Almas, who's on our truth shoulders. Yeah, that was I love great. seeing that. Uh, no Canadian destroyers in this match, though. No, bummer. No, no there was a reverse run on Owens in the later match. Yeah, from Ali. Yeah, uh, Joe hits an Uranagi on Ray. Of course, how he won the title on against Almas or on Almas. Uh, it, but that 
pin attempt was broken up by R-Truth and Andrade. Andrade hits his hammerlock DDT on Ray. Truth breaks up that pin, too. Um, Ray eventually hits a 619 on Joe, goes for a frog splash, misses. Joe locks in the coquina clutch. Ray passes out. Yeah. Quickly, too. Very Pretty quickly, quickly yeah. yeah. So we're going to get... They didn't really do much to set up Ray almost for Mania in this match. Like, neither of these matches have been a situation where one cost the other the match or anything like that, you know? Yeah, that's true. I would suspect they're going to have a Mania match, and I would hope there'd be some <laughs> sort of stipulation. Well, here's the thing. Given that they were going to have a match at Fastlane, and this was changed at some point, probably in the last 48 hours. Probably in the last 24. Yeah, probably in the last 12. Probably in the last two <laughs> before the show started. Right. Um, given all that... I mean, yeah, it's it's easy to assume that they're going to have a match at Mania. It's also just as easy to assume that, you know, they're, they're going to be in the Battle Royal. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they'll have their story there, and then they'll have a match on the following SmackDown. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or at uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, the Saudi Arabia show is early May. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's the pay-per-view after Mania. I could, see, I could see them wanting that match there, too. Yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah. Next for the raw uh, the, the women's tag team titles, almost said raw tag women titles. Uh, Sasha and Bailey champions against Tamina and Nia Jax. Excuse me, it's got really congested. When was hold on a second? When was Ray Andrade announced for Fastlane? Uh, like a couple weeks ago. Which probably mean I wonder if they, I wonder if they came upon the Cena Joe thing. Because that's probably going to be a thing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I wonder if they came upon that after they announced Ray Andrade for Fastlane, and they were like, okay, well, let's get that belt on Joe at SmackDown, and then... But Joe having that belt should have no bearing on their feud for the U.S. title, necessarily. No. Unless unless, unless you, what you're talking about is the plan was to put the U.S. title on either Ray or all Yeah. But yeah. then when they found out, oh, Cena will do a thing with Joe, well, let's put the belt on Joe. Yeah, that that would seem to make sense. Yeah, maybe. All this stuff is just sort of coming into play. Uh, so, yeah, after that, we had uh, Sasha and Bailey versus uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Again, like the finish to this, um, I mean, the match was what it was. Bailey and Sasha doing most of the work. Um, I mean, like the, really the action for this was after the match. Right, and that sort of leaves us with our question for WrestleMania. So, uh, I mean, do we need to really go through this match? No, no. Bailey won with a roll-up. <laughs> well, yeah, she hit a, run, a hurricane run on, on Nia and then, yeah, just uh, rolled her up in the one motion with a hurricane run afterwards to pick up the win, but then Nia and Tamina attacked right after the bell. Right, after the bell. So they're destroying Sasha and Bailey. Sasha goes, like, over the table. Uh, I forget what happens to Bailey, but uh, Beth Phoenix who was on commentary for the match, actually really good on commentary. Yeah, she's really good. She gets up, and she's sort of surveying the damage, and then she turns around and sees Tamina there, and she starts laying into Tamina, and if I, I if I lip-read correctly, she was saying stuff like, you know, this isn't how it should be. We worked so hard to get to this point, and you're disrespecting the entire thing, the women's tag titles she's yeah. talking about. Um, and then Nia Jax comes... Oh, and then she lays into Tamina with a forearm. Nia Jax comes up behind Beth Phoenix and lays her out. Mm-hmm. Natalia comes down because now they're beating up on Beth Phoenix. So Natalia comes down to make the save. But Nia Jax and Tamina land uh, Natalia as well. Yeah. So you get the feeling that maybe there's going to be some sort of... Multi-team match. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, you have Tamina and Nia, Beth and Natalia maybe. 
And then Sasha and Bailey. And then maybe you can even do a four corners and put Lita and Trish in there, maybe. Trish in there. Or, I mean, preferably one of the competitors from today. Sky Pirates. Yeah, Sky Pirates. Although <laughs> I would actually here's the thing. If you do a, if you do a four way match, you can give Sasha and Bailey plenty of time to just chill out because I'd rather have that Sky Pirates match. A takeover. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Because they'll give them time and they'll let them do cool stuff. Yeah. That'd be killer. That would be cool. So maybe, I don't know, Iconics or something. Yeah, the Iconics. Someone like that. The Iconics. SmackDown team. If not, Trish and Lita. Um, After that, we got her WWE title match. Uh, They insisted on making it a triple threat, even though Kofi uh, apparently was too beat up to compete. So in comes Mustafa Ali. Um, there's this nasty spot where Ali is on the top rope. Daniel Bryan drop kicks him off, and Ali just goes flying into the barricade. So this is a great thing about Mustafa Ali. He came out and crowd booed him because he wasn't Kofi Kingston. Uh-huh. Because you know any crowd's going to do that. Yeah. Um, by the end of the match, he had more than proved his. People why love Mustafa Ali. He puts on great Mustafa matches. Ali. He's just great. As a matter of course, he's one of the best wrestlers in the company. On the planet. Yeah. So he takes that bump. Um. And instantly you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. this guy's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he misses a no five four. Owens hits a stunner on Ali. Daniel Bryan big breaks up the pin, um, and then uh, Owens hits him with a pop up power bomb. He kicks out. Um, Ali's on the outside. Daniel Bryan goes for an apron knee. Um, Ali evades. Um, this is always oh, on the apron. Sorry. Uh, so Daniel Bryan runs to the ring post. Mustafa Ali gets on the top rope, hits a 450 onto the apron. He, uh, Daniel Bryan rolls back on the ring. Ali goes for the cover. Daniel Bryan kind of kicks out, but Eric Rowan also pulls Daniel Bryan out of the ring. Um, the Redwoods on the apron now. Redwood. So Ali and Kevin Owens take turns super kicking him, and then stereo super kick mm-hmm. knocks him off the apron. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali hits a hurricane run on Owen on Rowan, sorry, sending him to the ring post, and then Owens lays him out with a tope, almost. Knocks his head off on the announce table uh, in the process. Um, Brian then hits uh, Owens the knee off the apron, goes to the top rope. Ollie meets him up there. Brian pushes Ollie off the top rope. He does a flip, lands on his feet. Uh, Brian tries to do a, a knee, misses. Ollie gets back on the middle rope, does a tornado DDT ringside. Yeah. Great sequence. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, right after that, Owens hits a pop up power bomb onto the apron on Ollie. Um, and then uh, Rowan tosses Daniel Bryan in the ring. Ollie kicks out. <coughs> and then the finish saw uh, Mustafa Ali kind of jump on the second rope, go for the tornado DDT. He eats a knee plus midair. Midair, it looked beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Awesome, it was great. He eats the he eats the pin, mm-hmm. takes the loss. Yeah. And afterwards, Eric Rowan hits his claw slam on Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Really fun match. Probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought it was really, really, really strong. The crowd was super into it by the end. They had, I mean, there was throughout the match there were Kofi chants, which I thought was great. Yeah, crowd's doing their job. They're they're pushing Kofi for Mania, um, and uh, I think that's great. Yeah, but in the meantime, we got a we got a really stellar match. Yeah, so. then if they want to do Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens down the road sometime, um, once the Daniel Bryan. Kofi Kingston feud is over with. They mm-hmm. still have that one-on-one match in their back pocket whenever yeah. they want to do it. I'm just kind of curious what they're going to do with Owens at Mania unless they yeah, go no. with that triple threat. I mean, they could do that. They could do that. They could do that. Uh, next, Charlotte versus Becky. Of course, Becky wins. She's in the Mania match against Ronda Rousey along with Charlotte. If he, she were to lose, 
out of the picture entirely. Yes. And this went exactly as we thought it would. Yeah. Ronda has been yapping away about wanting Becky in the match at Mania. And so basically all you have to do is tap Becky one time and then uh, Charlotte will get DQ'd. Becky wins. And she literally hit her one time, got into the corner. Because the whole match was all about, I don't know, it was probably like seven minutes or so. It was pretty short, but yeah, it was Charlotte going after Becky's knee and right. Becky doing whatever she could. Because she's still evade. hobbled. Yeah. At one yeah. point, she gets Charlotte in the disarm, but Charlotte's able to get out of it. And transition to the figure four, and that's when Ronda ran down the ramp. She yeah. comes in, tags Becky once, gets over in the corner, sort of like throws the, yeah, you're running your mouth sign to Cleveland. And then... Uh, Becky gets up. She starts laughing. She thinks it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte steamed. Yeah. But Becky's now in the match at WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. Ronda just sort of saunters off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe, I don't know. What? All the all the pieces are just coming into place the way we kind of figured they would, you know? Yeah. So, so it, it is what it is. Uh, after that, I just thought it was funny. It was like, yeah, all you got to do is hit somebody once and, and the other person DQ'd. Yeah. And that's what she did. Yeah, that's exactly enough. what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. Oh, man. Uh, uh, last, we had, we had our last Elias song after that. Yeah, he was interrupted. Talking, talking trash about Becky Lynch. Yeah, he was interrupted by Lacey Evans. She does her Abe Simpson thing. <laughs> um, and then uh, Randy Orton out of nowhere, he hits an RKO on Elias. And then AJ Styles teleports to the to the ringside area, <laughs> lays out Orton with a phenomenal form. There's yeah. your mania match. There you go. Styles versus Orton. <laughs> and then finally, main event, uh, the wannabe Shield, Baron Corbin, Bob Lashley, and Drew McIntyre versus the reunited, apparently for the last time, Shield, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. How many times they they mentioned Dean Ambrose isn't re-signing? At least twice. Pushing that one hard. More than that. Before the match even started, they mentioned it twice. Mm-hmm, during the course yeah. of the show. And then during the match, they mentioned it all the time. Yeah. Dean yeah. Ambrose is coming back. It's the last time they were happening. Yeah. I am kind of surprised, although I wasn't paying the closest of attention to uh, commentary. Did it, I mean, did they give Renee Young that much crap about the fact that she's married to Dean Ambrose and he's not re-signing? Uh, Corey Graves called her a fangirl at one point. Yeah. Um, but no one ever said they didn't try the interrogation thing. We're like, so why isn't Dean resigning? Why isn't he resigning? Why isn't he resigning? He's not like us. You think he can get, he can get more money somewhere else? He'd be happier. Where is he going? Is he going to be all elite? What's that happening? Where is he signing? Is he not elite enough for WWE? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> there are no greener pastors. <laughs> Only barren plains. Yeah. This is actually a pretty fun match. The crowd was really into it. It was a really good crowd. Last, it was a good tonight. crowd. Uh, it, this this match, it took a while for it to build up, though, because early on, it didn't really have much heat. Once it descended into chaos, then it started getting fun. I think that people are just people are just tired of this teaming of, of Drew, yeah. Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Because it's a pretty typical six-man tag match for the first half of it or so. Um, and, it, yeah, it really didn't start. It really started kicking into gear when... Uh, it was pretty much Roman and Baron in the ring, and then Seth and Dean were brawling with Drew and Bob Lashley all up and through the crowd. And they ended up on the the kickoff show set, mm-hmm. uh, which which is kind of interesting because they had like a super like crowd shot, a long shot basically that illustrated where the ring was compared to where the kickoff show it was. Me that the time where you, you glitched the <laughs> game and your character got shot out of the arena, <laughs> yeah, so right. we zoomed out this huge long shot. But the, yeah. the long shot. 
at first you don't realize that's a kickoff show set. Right. You're like, where is there debris in the back of the arena <laughs> instead of seats? That's good money they're not making yeah. selling those tickets there. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, that's the set for the kickoff it's show. It's actually, I mean, still, you know, it's, it's not a, it's good reasoning there. Like, why would they put that there? They, they could put that any number of places to kickoff set, but apparently not. Apparently not. Um, no. So anyways, uh, yeah, uh, the match, like you said, you know, the back half of it basically Roman and, Br- and Baron are in the ring, and then the other, like Seth, had this spot where he came running off some thing onto the. I guess off, was it off the kickoff show table? No, no, he was up in the stands. He yeah, went off the rail. Oh yeah, went off the yeah, rails. Yeah. The, the the from the first row of the bottom mm-hmm. bottom bowl. Yeah, jumped off there onto everybody. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. And then we get the long shot, and the camera starts moving back towards the ring as the glitched out character starts <laughs> making his way through the crowd. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Oh, man. That was uh, N.W. Anderson. N.W. Oh, man. I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he's got to come back. Yeah. But in the ring, it was some decent action between Baron and Roman. Uh, uh, Roman ate uh, deep six and end of days. Managed to kick out of the deep six, and the shield broke up the pin on the end of days. Yeah, at that point, they were back. Yeah, they were all back towards the ring. Um, the wannabe shield... Try to do set up for a power bomb through the announce table. Of course, uh, uh, real shield reversed all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ends up Drew McIntyre gets power bomb through announce table. Yeah, and then back in the ring, they all kind of dole out finishers to Baron, uh, culminating in a shield triple power bomb. Mm-hmm. Shield win. Roman pins Baron. His first match back. No Dean heel turn after the match. Yeah, all smiles. Yeah, all fist bumps. They do the thing. That's they really it. tried to milk it at the end, though, for some reason. Like Seth's doing this. Well, no, it's funny because you keep on seeing Dean, like, he's pacing a lot because that's sort of his thing. Yeah. And every time he walks behind them, I'm like, oh, he's going to low blow somebody. Or and... he's going to clock someone in the back of the head, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, no, it didn't happen. So at Mania, we're either going to get Roman Baron or we're going to get Roman Dean. It's one of the two. Probably Roman Baron. Yeah, probably. Probably. Based on how much they were the focal point of the, the six-man tag. Yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder what they're going to do with Dean at Mania then. Dean Drew, maybe? Maybe. That's a possibility, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a win for Drew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think where all my confidence points are going to lie at Mania. Because Cena Joe's not necessarily a lock, is it? No. I don't think that's a lock. I mean, Seth beating Brock's nearly a lock. That's got to be. But it's Brock. I know. Vince could wake up on the wrong side of the bed that day. And I would probably that belt on only put one confidence point on the Brock match because it's the oh, Brock match. No, I'll put more than that. I'll put like five. I don't even know about the like the Becky, Ronda, Charlotte match. I wouldn't put a high. I mean, right now, uh, if it's Kofi, Daniel Bryan, one-on-one, that's not a ton of confidence points for me either. Because I could pull the thing where everybody wants Kofi to win, and they try to get more heat in Daniel Bryan by having to win at Mania, only That's for maybe to Kofi to get it at another show. Out of those three matches, the Universal title, the WWE Championship, <laughs> assuming it's Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, and then uh, and then Becky, Ronda, Charlotte, two at least two out of three are going to be face wins. They're going to be yeah, crowd yeah, pops. Yeah. I just have a hard time believing that all three of them are going to be face wins. Though. Me too. But I kind of don't know which one is which. The surest one, I feel like, is Seth beating Probably Brock. Probably Seth That Brock. feels like the surest one. Unless Vince wakes up and is like, oh, Roman's healthy now. Let's keep that belt on Brock and at SummerSlam have Roman beat him again. That's a possibility. That's a distinct possibility. Always a possibility. That's a distinct possibility. He's weird like that, man. I know. I know. I know. 
Yeah. Well, tomorrow night should be kind of interesting. It should be interesting. I hope so. I mean, we're really on the road now. They only have full speed. Twenty-eight yeah, days. Twenty-seven days. Start tomorrow. Ramp coming up soon. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Final stretch. The home stretch. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Thanks again. If you're listening to this in the audio realm, please leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really does go a long way towards helping the show. Like I said earlier, if you're on the YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Uh, we have lots of content coming out on this channel, and uh, you want to be notified uh, as to when it comes out. So that's yeah, how, that's how you do it. Yes, these days. Anyways, thanks so much for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.